Hey guys, let's talk about that the podcast. We are excited to uh, share a little time with you. How you doing, boys? Do you have to save the podcast? Well, yeah, so I think it's something else. It could else. just be talk, what, the lunchbox? I don't understand what <laughs> else they could possibly think it was. Dude, talk about that could be a number of things. No, it couldn't. Welcome to talk about that. Done. <sighs> it's a show. Nobody says, welcome to the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, a talk show. <laughs> <laughs> but they call it the show. We don't. Like it, that's the well, same thing. Well, that's just thing. in the name, the Tonight oh, Show. Oh, right. Oh, with oh, I'm sorry. And you, uh, you would like to say to me what, John? You were right. You've never, you're never going to say that. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just can't do it. Like, I, I just can't, can't get the bring words myself. Well, that's good to be with you guys. Dane's coming fresh off the road. Well, right. It smells like it. <laughs> hey, oh, bus must. So, uh, so we were on the road with Emery and As Cities Burn this yes. week. Yes, and uh, Emery basically like made their own tour bus. It's not like a Prevo, like big, you know, yeah, hundred thousand dollar vehicle. By the way, like, I know I should already know this. Is the ST silent in Prevo? And I've never heard anybody it's, say it's Prevo. It's pronounced Prevo. Really? Yes. Isn't that isn't that the marinara sauce? I think you're right. I don't know what that that's, is. That's Prego. No, no, no. Prego <laughs> is what you are when you're having a baby. <laughs> nice. Come on, Johnny. You're supposed to keep going. No, no, okay, no, okay, no, okay no. sorry. So you don't pronounce the S-T, and I've always called it Prevo. Everyone always says Prevo. Well, I, I thought it was Prevost before. Well, it has a T in there. I just want, I just want someone it's to like come out. Of, it's like a French or whatever kind of word where you don't oh, say I it. I pronounce it, it pretentious. Because <laughs> that's all right. what all this is. You were on the Prevo. So they made, not they, made their, they made their own. They decked it out with their own stuff. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. What so is it if it's not a, a Prevo? It's like a, just like a Greyhound kind of bus that they've oh, okay. they've like they gutted modified. and yeah. put in bunks and like a lounge area. Nice. But um, <laughs> you said it smelled like we just got off tour, but yeah. we actually got showers oh, on that's the tour, something. okay, and they did not. How does that happen? They're the well, headlining. There's big no guys. shower on the bus. Yeah, and. If they were to want to shower, they'd have to stop at like a you Pilot. know a truck. Where do you shower? Yeah, a truck stop or whatever. Where did you shower? Uh, we actually showered with like we had some family on this run oh, okay. that we stayed with, and if we like for real needed a shower, we could stop at a Planet Fitness so we can go get showers. But oh okay. Anyway, so they didn't shower all week. Shoot. Emory didn't shower all week. As oh. City is just like stuck on this bus. It's Are not you? even their bus, and uh, oh. because of Emory's stance on showering and that you don't need it. They just, by proxy, didn't get showers either. I don't know if you should be telling us this. Oh this makes goodness. sense. Yeah. Their fans no, are they, like, they tell. They would tell you this on their own podcast. Right. Like, Matt has this weird thing about he doesn't shower. You need the natural oil. There's people that, you're another person, people that don't wash their hair. They're like once a week because they're like, you need the oils. Well, to- that's kind of true, but not once a week. Don't strip that's the weird. oils. Like, bro, what are you strip doing? Strip the oils. Yeah, you're stripping <laughs> oils you. out of your hair. Yeah. Anyway, I felt kind of bad for him, but oh. it was kind of I feel funny. bad for you. You slept in a van, bro. Oh, dude, the van's great. Especially in like Florida in the middle say, of winter. better weather. Yeah. It was perfect weather for it, honestly. It's yeah. great. Got to do what you got to do, man. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, we can't all tour churches. No. Wow. <laughs> that sounded like a shot. That was definitely that was a shot. Subtle. That was no. Just we great. we toured churches in the past too, and I mean, like you you get everything. Like they bring you in, they get you hotels. Even yeah. if you can't sleep in a hotel, like they'll put you up in the church. Like yeah, it is a lot nicer. I'm but not gonna, I'm not I have lie. no problem with the van. It's a lot nicer. I went. Out, I drove Johnny to Louisville and back last Friday night. For a show, where were we? It wasn't Louisville, Indiana. What's the name of the uh, city? It was the uh, New Albany. New Albany. New Albany. It's yeah. Yeah. so much better than old and Albany. And dude, the green room food—they <laughs> yeah. brought us food. It was one of these. Um, 
like wild game yeah. things. Where you're for eating the, all the different meats. Oh my gosh. Every time I go out with Johnny right now, I just engorge myself. And they they brought yeah. us these that's some of the best barbecue I've had, had yeah. in a long time. So Indiana known for their barbecue. Yeah. No. no. And and I didn't, but anyway, way better than not showering or sleeping in the van. Yeah. So well, I don't shower, tasty. but I have the opportunity. Dude, that's it's, what's important. It's so hard to eat well. Oh, it's impossible. And I have I'm out uh, I'm out 22 days in February, and I'm already like, how do I not come back 20 pounds heavier? How how do I do this? Yeah. And I mean, like for us, like we're not you know making a whole lot of money right now on the road, right. so we have to it's really pick our restaurants wisely. Yeah, it's junk. You just yeah. Hey, so ninety nine cents or ninety nine cent double cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, healthy, yeah, healthy food is a never salads eight dollars. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I think there was a thing about that, how almost like a conspiracy, yeah. like how we keep Americans from being healthy. Yeah. You, know, you know, some even think it flows into the high cost of health care because literally if you want to save money, you have to buy horrible food. You right. can't go in there and be like, give me the quinoa bowl. Like you can't. Yeah, it's like whole it's gonna food. Be Admittedly, you could do better than I've done on the road. Like, yeah. no, you know, McDonald's no, will even like crack open an egg for you and Or you fry can just it, eat but- less. Less is Sometimes better. it's hard to even eat less, less on the road because you're like, let's celebrate. Right. It was a great show. And then you're just, before you know it, you've eaten everything. I really room. don't want to be responsible for anything that I eat. I'd like to keep blaming the system. And the <laughs> yeah, that'd so, be good. I actually, I actually did pretty well this week on eating moderately, like in yeah. portions. Like I didn't eat any post-show food. I think I did one night. Yeah. We did a Taco Bell. but I'm back on low carb now, John. So oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? This is, that's my goal is to get through February with low carb because there's no snacking with low carb. No. So you don't well, overeat. Pork rinds. Yeah, but you you get, trust me, pork rinds gets old quick. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Ooh, more boiled skins. I'm sure like you have to not, eat like the plain whatever. Like there's no Plain whatever. It's like well you can have seasoning, but and I can have a salad places, but it's like yeah, it's a lot Dude, of Dude, like, you had that skyline chili up there because I, it was It was uh, low carb, skyline chili. No and beans. I really liked it. No beans and chili. Good. Uh, I didn't have the low carb version. I no. had the pot. What was it called? A three way. Uh, it was yeah. like pasta, chili, and then like a mound of shredded cheese yeah. while you ate low carb. Which chili on pasta? That's definitely in Ohio and Kentucky. No, we used to do that growing up. I really? Know, yeah. Chili on pasta? Yep. That's I've a thing. Skyline chili. Really? They love it, you, people. But you used to live in Knoxville. Did you ever do uh, Petros? I was born in Knoxville. I didn't Petros is where Knoxville invented the Petros. Yeah, Knoxville invented the Petro. They use either corn chips, but they also it's usually do corn like, chips. Um, yeah. is it macaroni noodles? I don't know. Or, they did that at Petros. Okay. Yeah. I've had that. Yeah. Maybe. Do you know chili, where the Petros? Like chili Mac? If we had a Petros right here, guys. It's chili Mac? Julian. That's what that sounds like to me. It is like a Chili Mac. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you know where that was invented? Any Knox, Knoxville? For the for the 1982 World's Fair, really? You've got to be there. Oh my goodness! The 1982 World's Fair. And they threw down chili from the Sun Sphere upon all the cheering. What happened was one guy ran out of uh, whatever chili. Chili. Another guy guy ran out of bowls. He was like, "Hold out your hands! I've got these corn chips." I don't know what happened. That's (laughs) what happened in the Chicago World's Fair. That's another dumb trivia thing that I know is. The waffle cone was invented yeah. in the 19-whatever, 15. The, they ran out of bowls. The one guy was selling waffles. Wait, this is how ice cream cones themselves were created, yes. not just waffle cones. One guy sold waffles. One guy sold ice cream. And one the ice guy cream guy sold... ran out of bowls, and he said, hang on a minute. He rolled up a waffle into a bowl. Bammo. Wow. Waffle cone. I'm going to tell you something. I would like to take a real waffle 
and try to make a cone. Well, out that's of it. what this was, and I guess it was amazing, bro. Well, I mean, you had to eat that fast. I mean, it's not sealed on the bottom. Well, I, maybe they seared it or they did some kind of maybe a hot stuck iron. it down and melted chocolate or something. Uh, made a little ma- cap. You just invented your own <laughs> debauchery. <laughs> well, well, yeah. I'm glad y'all are home safe, and I'm glad it went well. I think the key to Same. the the key to the road, if I know I'm doing well on the road, is when I'm going out for runs. And I love running in strange places. Like, it's easier to run for me in a strange place. It, it goes faster because I don't know what I'm looking at. But strange place meaning, like, you want to feel safe, though. Yeah, there's a lot of cities we play in that are not safe to run. I ran in some sketchy parts of Dallas before. You just feel like you oh, could take man. whatever comes from from beneath the darkness. You think they could catch me, bro? Have you seen me run? <laughs> That's true. I had yes. thought, hadn't thought about that. <laughs> Give me your wall, and you're gone. You're gone. <laughs> Dude, I can't. I can't. I think the only way I'd be able to really make myself work out is if we went to a Planet Fitness every day. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to just take a run once we get into Philly. Like, there's just no way I'm going to do that. Because we're going to load in, yeah. and then we're going to try to find food. Because well, you have then, to have a shower, too, by the way. And it's, right. right. And, you know, it's just there's just no way. There's no way I'm going to do it. But it's fun, though. That's the thing. When I'm doing it, then I'm in a decent place. Like then I know I'm in a decent place if I can run when I'm not at home. Yeah, you know? no, it's yeah, you're right. It's a good reset for your mind, and yeah. you go, okay, well, I'm I'm really attempting this. Yeah, yeah. that's how I, that's how I feel when I'm not eating handfuls of M and M's backstage. I'm like, <laughs> I'm really trying. This I don't week. see how you could do it. I mean, honestly, the green room every time. Yeah. I mean, it's just filled with stuff. You well, didn't they, eat any of that stuff. They by called the way. me today. This guy called me today. I'm doing a show on uh, Saturday, and he was like. Hey, we just wanted to know, what did you want in your green room? And I'm like, and I still am kind of like weirded out by that. It still feels really dumb. Like, whatever you put. Like, I'm not, right. I'm not going to cancel the Dude, show. You take advantage of that. No, I don't, I don't like that. I feel weird. Like, it's not like I feel like people who do request certain things are divas, but I just feel like it would make me a diva to do it. I don't feel like I deserve, this They're isn't asking. the right kind of jerky. They're asking. <laughs> you call this trail mix? And then you just storm out. But no, I usually just say some water, and then I, he said, "Well, any snacks in particular?" And, and I did five tell him, bottles of Jack Daniels, I said, right? <laughs> yeah. And everything has to be white. Wasn't that J Lo? Everything in the room had to be white. I have no idea. Completely white in the room, which is really odd. Well, the one story you hear all the time is the red M and M's, green, green, M&Ms. brown, no brown M and M's. Who knows? It was, was Van Halen, point. no brown M and M's. There was a story about that that came out, and they yeah. said why yeah. that they put it in there is because. They hid that in the writer so they to could see, see who, if you really read it. Right. Yeah. Because it's so complicated. And they're pulling off a show for 30,000 people a night. They're like, if you didn't know about the brown M&Ms, then the lighting rig's going to fall yeah. on us, too. So it's actually I get it. Pretty, it's pretty genius clever. thing. Yeah. Uh, our green rooms are always the same. It's like dilapidated. You might have a bathroom. Oh, I've been in those too. <laughs> Your green rooms. Are they, maybe they. I mean, they may have stocked the fridge with. Well, some that's the kind thing. Like I do a lot water, of churches, but, but I came it. up in comedy clubs too, and like a lot of churches, I did early on there were small churches and you would say is there a place where i can hang out i would never go where's the green room because it'd be a 200 member church or 100 member church i'd yeah. go is there a place i can hang out and it would end up being like i've changed clothes in a lot of broom closets in a lot of uh like sunny school rooms or nursing <laughs> mother's lounges like oh, we are same, right now. Yeah. yeah yeah so it's okay i mean it's you pay dues everywhere oh, but it, obviously totally. it's just one of those things of a church is got that hospitality mindset more yeah. than a venue would or club venue. If you're just paying dues <laughs> as a club act, it's like yeah. they're just like you ought to be grateful to be here. Yeah, Churches they, are like, they don't even want you there. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we could get another eight bands yeah. here right now. Right now we could snap our fingers. <laughs> right. Well, and that's club comedy too, and that's that that you get taken advantage of in club comedy. Like like Zany's is the local club here, and it's the it's the one club in the town that's an A room, meaning it's a great mm-hmm. room. So they can draw acts. So. 
there's guys I've known for years and it's, it pays 25, 50 bucks to MC that room. So if you're trying to make your way and do that, it takes years of doing that and being the guy that they can call, you know, 20 minutes before the show and go, Hey, so-and-so flaked out. Do you want to host this weekend? And they know you're going to say yes because you're so desperate for stage time. Right. And it creates this weird – if they wanted to, they could be really abusive. Danny's Danny's is a better club than most, but – Hey, in your experience with uh, with club touring as a comic, yeah, do comic green rooms also have just an obscene amount of crazy marker drawings on the walls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a real thing. Well, now, not as Zany's. Zany's is their little class. They have posters from old – from shit from acts well, that have come cool. through and – you know, there's a Seinfeld poster and there's a, you know, other, but yeah, there's, of course, clubs, they put you on the wall. They put your headshot on the wall if you do it enough. Oh, if that's you're, cool. And so you sign a headshot and there's a, the whole, like if you go to Zany's, the entire wallpaper of that room is framed photos of people. Like my buddy Brian Bates, he works there a lot as a feature and he's headlined a few shows there. Well, he headlined this past April or whatever, or April of last year. And they, I was, I was in the middle on that show and I showed up with him. He was like, come feature for this show. And uh, they had a folder, a manila folder in the back on the green room. And he goes, what is this? And they said, and it was his headshot. Oh. So he got to sign and wow. he went up on the wall. And like That's they cool. put him in some good, like you want to know where you're going to be, where's the real estate? Like he's, but he's around some really good comics. Too. Cool. I was like, this is pretty cool. So they like frame moment. it up? They yeah, they frame it. it. They, I've seen that before in like restaurants. Pretty cool. That is cool. So it was a big moment for him. And I was like. Dude, how do we get yours up? <laughs> well, look, I'm not. I don't work there a ton, so he's really paid dues there. That's where he really started. Yeah. That's his home club for real. So I was tickled for him. It was great. And he had oh, a great show. Amazing. And so that's pretty cool. That's a good moment. But and music venues do that too. Sometimes I'll do sometimes I'll do churches and they'll have uh they will have had big acts come through that are in the Christian world. And so mm. they'll say and they'll have well, I did one uh, a few weeks ago and they had this blue painter's tape blocked out on the wall in a square so that, that they said, We want you to sign in here. Like oh. they had marked the spot out. Wow. I guess they were afraid I would just sign the wall and I'd just go hog wild and ride it over top of Interesting. Audio Adrenaline's <laughs> signatures. I don't know Start why they thought. Spray, spray paint cans out of your bag. <laughs> why did he bring this? What is he, Banksy? What is he doing? It's this weird concept <laughs> art. But that was pretty cool. But yeah, it's you. everybody, every system has like a dues paying system built in. But for sure, I've had a lot of early breaks and I've been super grateful for the opportunities I've had, but it's the club world is fun in its own way and it's got its own energy. Definitely. But there's a way more like competitive vibe and uh, there's a camaraderie too, that man, there's a lot of like, how'd you get that? There's a lot of that, which I'm sure bands have too. Oh, dude, like, I don't mean any of that. No, 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 no. I'm just saying like, I'm just all, poking fun. No, 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 I know. But there's like a, it's, it is interesting. And I like, but I like dipping a toe in, in both worlds. Anytime I get a chance to work at a club, I'm like, cool, let's go. That's, yeah, that's how we were when, when yeah. we were like purely like a Christian worship, whatever yeah. we did, band. Yeah. Like we always loved the, the club shows too because it was such a different yeah. energy. Yeah. You know, there was, there's pros and cons to both, but yeah. Yeah, having your feet in both is always fun. Yeah. Well, it's kind of it kind of lets you know sometimes with comedy you want to kind of know what you really have. Church audience can sometimes be like really uh, they're supportive and it's great, but it can also make you soft if you did nothing but that. If you're not like okay, well, I want to really know what I have, so you can go into a club and be like, these people have no interest in my career. Right? They don't care if I sink or swim. 
that's a good joke because it got them to really, really laugh. Hard. Right. That, yeah. I know that's so, but I don't know. But a but at the same time, people that like I know a lot of club comics, and they'll be like, "I could never do what you do. How do you get laughs without being dirty? How do you whatever?" And um, and Tim always Tim Hawkins always says that he says like a church audience is not going to heckle you, but they're not going to laugh if it's not funny either. Like you have to make someone laugh. Sure, you have to yeah. make them laugh. They're not just walking in laughing. They are walking in, sitting down, being like, "Prove it." And yeah, and you make them laugh. That's kind of what's fun about my job. I could never do comedy. I could. Oh, do I it. think you're wrong. I think I, I think. could not do it. There's there's like funny little things yeah. that I'll say at every show that I know are like for sure going to get at least a little laugh mm-hmm. and like warm up like the crowd a little bit. Like banter between songs and things. Yeah, oh, like that cool. kind of stuff. So like. It goes well for me in that, but I can't like just sit down and think of jokes and yeah. write jokes. Like, there's no way. I need to come to one of your shows. I've not seen you guys play the. New- I mean, I've seen. That's clips. not true. You've seen us play before. No, no, no. I'm saying I've not seen you since the record came out, and since the new oh, stuff and all that. Dude. Like, I've not seen the. We got the, a, this iteration of what you're doing. We got a Nashville date coming up in February. I know, and I'm the going. February twenty twenty. I'm literally two hours away in Knoxville. Oh crap! It's a bummer. I'm the worst. Where are you playing in Knoxville? I am playing uh, at. I'm playing a fundraiser for a drug and alcohol rehab center, so it'll be a cool thing. Mm. It's, uh, cool, yeah. And then when do you actually do comedy? Um, well, first of all, <laughs> <laughs> this is hateful. Y'all are just being hateful. When, where's the Nashville show? It's at the uh, High it's Watt, at High Watt okay. in the Mercy Lounge. It's that you know Mercy Lounge is like where they have five venues and you know, eight, the cannery. All the bands play at once. Is that over there by... Uh, Drown each other out. Is that kind of near the convention center? Cannery's right there, Bob. I have no idea. You're asking the wrong dude. <laughs> you just asked me where it was. I... Well, that's, that's cool, though. Nashville. How did Rocket Town go? Uh, Could have gone better. Yeah? It was a big show. and I think in Nashville we have a lot to prove because, you know, we we just... To the world, I mean, we just signed. Like, we just announced that we were tooth and nail and we just put out a record Mm -hmm. and we haven't actually done a lot of shows in nashville in the past three years yeah for whatever reason and um so we we kind of have a lot to prove here in nashville being a music town and so (laughs) we kind of had that pressure in our minds going up and the the show we played was a bad christian conference it was emory's you know matt toby and joey they they do this thing called bad christian they podcast whatever so all those do people they call it the, Bad Christian the, the podcast? podcast. <laughs> the no, bad, Christian. bad Christian Pod, I think is what they call it. Bad Christian Pod. Maybe you need to throw that in, John. Make a BC Pod, maybe. Welcome to Talk About That Pod. Talk About That Pod. Talk A-B, that, that pod. pod. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you should check them out if you haven't already. But we played their conference show. So everybody from the conference that day came to the show at Rocket Town at night. And they pretty much packed out the main building. So we're the first band... We had just gotten added that week. Yeah. And uh, before the show, we sound checked and we left all of our stuff on stage because we're the first band. And uh, Emery comes in and like, oh, we need to sound check. And so I walk up to the front of the stage and I'm like, guys, we moved our stuff had we known you hadn't sound checked already. I'm sorry, our stuff's everywhere. And Toby's like, no, it's cool, man. I, you know, do, I, do you mind if I use your tuner, though, mm. for my acoustic guitar? Yeah. It's like, no, go ahead. So the rest of the night goes by. And we get up to the to to play, uh-huh. and I don't have guitar. Oh no! And it's like go time. Tracks playing like first <sighs> song. I can't figure. I go. I'm going to the amp. I'm coming back to my guitar. Like what is happening? I look down at my pedal board. It looks like everything's right, and I don't have guitar for the whole set. 
And so I'm panicking in right, my brain. Right, sure. Like, I, there's nothing I can do. This is just going to suck. Like, yeah. I just got to get through this, like, blow past it. Yeah. Like, the crowd's heckling me. <laughs> it feels like that panic moment in a show where you can't do well, anything. Well, it's a rock show it. and you guys are more pop and you're already trying to, like, feel like, do we belong here? <laughs> yeah. Like, you told me that was already yeah. going on in your head. Yeah. So, yeah, it was weird. And so we get to the last song. And in the middle of the last song, I figure out, Toby used my tuner. Yeah. And I, I reach down to plug it in, and I've got guitar for the, the last uh, half of the song, last song. And the crowd came alive. Yeah. It's like, it, I like how it built. That was not like a great the, moment. I like how their set really built to a crescendo. <laughs> it, was, I mean, it was fine. We had people say they didn't even t- they couldn't even tell from the crowd, yeah. and that always helps me. But so I, that made me feel worse. It's like, you mean you couldn't even tell I wasn't yeah. playing my <laughs> instrument? You know, like, well, Gomez and Evan like really held it down for me. They knew I was struggling and yeah. didn't have a guitar, so they... They kind of did. Some I would have been things. sweating. That's when. That's the. Oh, I, I was sweating. Started, yeah, I would have started sweating. I was there. sweating bad. And then when you start sweating, you realize, oh no, I'm sweating. <laughs> you're like, I gotta <laughs> stop. It's like a, yeah. <laughs> it was Toby. Toby actually got up because they headlined the show. Emery mm-hmm. did, and he apologized. Like, ah, I feel really bad. Like, I, Dane told me it was fine after the after the set, and you know he's just really nice about it. But I could tell the, in his eyes that he hated me for it. <laughs> I could laugh, and he you know he pushed people to the table, and it was great, and it worked oh, that's out. But. Good. Anyway, that yeah, that show could have gone a lot better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. we got another one. We get to redeem ourselves at the end of the month. So yeah, coming coming to uh, the high watt with the academic from Ireland. Ireland. So my wife saw Ireland. your post last night, and the way that the poster was made, she just she didn't realize just one of y'all had posted it. And it looked like that there was just another band called the Academic Loyals. Oh, oh right. dang it! It was like. That's on me. I, I made believe that there's another map. band called the Academic Loyals. Yeah. And I was like, and she's yeah. like, wait, then I realized it was the Academic and Loyals, you know. Yeah, right. They're two different fonts. Different fonts. Like they are, but they were but close to each other. people use two different fonts on their logo. Yeah. I've seen that happen before. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, she I think figured the Academic it out. Loyals it. is a pretty she's good She's pretty name. smart and figured it out pretty quickly. Well, I don't I think should've... anybody else would probably. Honestly, if you guys all went back to college, you could be the Academic Loyals. Just like wear all wear glasses. Oh, it's going to be great. Dude, Harry Harry Potter outfits, kind of a thing. <laughs> Beautiful, just like college. Hey, uh, <laughs> of, I didn't go to college, guys. <laughs> in other news, <laughs> clearly, you mean everybody doesn't look like Harry Potter? <laughs> speaking of college, I I, I I told you this other day, and you made fun of me. Oh, but that doesn't sound. Like I me. looked into. I just was. I was on the internet for something, and I saw because they know how to come after me. I have this dream of getting my doctorate someday. Yeah. And I came across this doctorate at Vanderbilt in um, – it's an EDD in um, – EDD? In, in doctorate of Education. Okay. Because my master's is in education. In What's the extra ed, – Education doctor, ED, ed, doctor, D. Like a PhD is a philosophical Education doctor. doctorate doctor? That's what the D is. Ed is for education. I guess it, work oh, out. Okay. it wouldn't yeah. work out if they just used one D maybe. I don't That's think a it, totally different thing. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, EDD. So they call me. It's Vanderbilt. I'm thinking. Oh, you know, I'm just okay. dreaming. I'm just dreaming. And it's a three year program online. Yeah. Online. Right. How much do you think that would cost? You told me, and it was unbelievable to me. One million yen. <laughs> I don't have my yen converter. Ninety two thousand dollars online courses for online doctorate and you have like three two-day immersion so you could be an edd so so when do yeah. you start i was like 
How much is Who it to- in the world would, would in education, now it's not right. just for education, nonprofits, everything, it works for what I do. Yeah. But I was thinking, who in the world who already has a master's degree in yeah. whatever they're working in by getting that doctorate so would, saying would make already, enough money? You've already got the world by the tail. You got a master's and you took this opportunity on the podcast to say that. So why, I wasn't trying why, to why would you that. ever need, why do you need a doctorate, John? I enjoy school. I know it's hard for you to believe. But it's online school. So you're doing it with like a bowl of cereal in front of you and no, Sadie's no, no. running No, no, It's around. a virtual classroom. Like everybody, and the, the reason is, is lots of people are, are overseas. So you're literally, everybody has a camera on them. It's like 15 little that, thumbnails that and you're all talking horrifying. to each other and you're listening. That sounds like an ADD. That does not sound like an ADD. <laughs> 15 people on cameras? It's like yeah. a big Skype chat that's going to yeah. go wrong. There's no way that software It's like leadership driven stuff. I just would really, I don't know. I feel like I can grow. And I'll use what Johnny's like, we'll just go buy the books and just read them and you can enrich yourself. Sounds like John Driver's not accomplished something in a while. I forget what all you said. I did. To just bash my dreams. <laughs> no, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought about it later, and I even told you. I said, you know, I wasn't trying to just be a negative, whatever. I'm just teasing. I think it's awesome. We all know you're, you're very smart, John. I'm not smart. That's why I need to go back to college. That's my, <laughs> I want to get smarter. Um, I have no desire to go back to college, ever. You didn't like college. Nah, well, I liked aspects of college. <sighs> Dude, Maybe not the school part. You guys oh. had like the nicest you dorm the I've ever seen. Part. Yeah, dude. I mean, it was a lot of fun. We, I had some great friends, and we all... Hung out and, and dropped out together. Had fun, but <laughs> the friends that yeah, dropped I did out not together. do well in grades or class or tests. I just didn't care. I stayed in my room all day and, and wrote songs. Yeah, that's just mm. all I did. And you paid private school prices to do oh, that. still paying private school prices. Oh for no, that. that's the worst part. Of the terrible. Yeah. Well, we just should. just make sure you know what you want to do when you get into school, kids, because. <laughs> Bills but you aren't fun, but you can't know. That's the hard part. Is and right. a lot of people have that family that that's like we go to we go to college. You you go to, and I don't think it's necessarily wrong, but I definitely did not have that. My mom was not that way. She was like, if you don't know yet, then go go get a job. She was cool with that. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, she should have pushed me harder. Well, you <laughs> come on, mom. Well, you remember you when dropped we were... the ball. Do you remember my twenties? I was lost. <laughs> Well, you know, when I first started, because uh, I was such, my dad was an educator. Yeah. And so everything was just a foregone conclusion. Yeah. My dad was the first one in our family to really go to college. Mm. And so uh, it was just a foregone thing. We're all going to college. I wanted to go. It was great. And when I became youth pastor and I'm a teacher, every kid we ever had, I pushed them. I didn't push them. I encouraged them. I do ACT prep classes. I do, you know, all kinds. Of, guys, I still write a lot of letters of recommendation for people for college entry and all yeah. that. Like, that was just thing. Yeah, this is important. This is important. But the, the thing was back then, like, going to school at Tennessee for four years cost you like $35,000. Right. That was, that was everything. Food, board, all of it. And and maybe the job market was better, too, coming out. Wait, you had a better – Food and better, board. Room and board. Room and board. Because food and board – the that's like thing. that's like plank salmon, food food and board. <laughs> cedar <laughs> plank get, salmon. That's cedar plank salmon. <laughs> and so, but then isn't that the thing that you order that with a weird? What do you say? That's a, no, that's lemon pepper chicken. Lemon pepper chicken, lemon pepper chicken at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Cracker Barrel. <Yeah. laughs> so my wife, my wife met with my at Cracker Barrel yesterday, and I couldn't say it without laughing at myself here in Dane making fun of me. Oh anyway, it's a, there's a lot of voices in my head, but. Literally now to go to Tennessee yeah. for four years is almost a hundred grand, right. and it's really hard, I think, to justify anymore. Unless you're going to be an engineer or something yeah. that's going to make that money back. If you're going to go into 
you know, like a nonprofit or you're going to go yeah, learn how to do video work. production or something that you could go right. learn other ways. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you still have to have those degrees for well, a lot of those Well, there's more like just like, oh, no. I'm going to make enough money to pay all this back too. Like I get it if like – because like I always say that too, like to get this degree and then you're going to be a social worker. But thank God people feel calling me to go be oh, a social absolutely. worker. I'm That's glad amazing. there's people out yeah. there. And they need the training and there's yeah. no doubt. And and I really do believe there's a lot more education than just the degree. I mean I learned more in college like Dan, you were saying. I, mean, I didn't like – I didn't like most of my classes. Right. I can't tell you a lot of things I learned besides yeah. maybe some history things. But – what I really learned was the experience, you know. But it's, and, not, it's about sometimes it's about finishing something and proving to yourself that you can follow through totally. with something. Yeah. And uh, and I, couldn't, I did couldn't do it. I mean, either <laughs> I couldn't even start. I couldn't even start. I did that with lots of jobs that I quit. So I was like, I'm finished with this job. Yeah. I finished it. <laughs> finished. <laughs> and, well, there's, uh, dude, there's some career paths you just don't need. Yeah. Like apprenticeship. For. Yeah, we yeah. should need more. We I like the idea of an apprenticeship, like. Okay, well, this person, I know I want to be in music. I'm going to work at a studio and learn the ropes of music production. Yeah, you, that, that's the prime example. So our, our producer, Matt Arcaney, he went to school at App State for production and and music. With a, I think he did a saxophone emphasis. But he, he'll tell you, I mean, he didn't need any of it. Yeah. It taught him a lot, and he learned a lot. But as far as getting a job and, like, doing the thing itself, like, people didn't require yeah. a degree from him. I he just had a did it. I had a jazz band called Saxophone Emphasis, and uh, That's still a better name than Loyal. It's still a better, <laughs> still a better name. <laughs> it really is. Yes, well done. We are Saxophone uh, Emphasis. Uh, yeah, dude, I, yeah, I just wish I hadn't gone to school. I, I I take that back. I I like that I went to school for some reasons. Like I, the only reason I went to Lee was for Emily. Yeah. I knew Emily was there, and I didn't want to be gone away from her for you know, you two hours some away. Other dude, to oh yeah, that would her up. Yeah, that'd totally. Been but I, you know, I went there for two years, and then came back home and went to Vol State. She graduated for a right from Lee. She did, right. yeah, yeah, she did. I came back home, went to Vol State, and it was just mm-hmm. I, I didn't even take my finals. Yeah, mm. I, I think there's a, there's a line. It's like a spectrum. Like there's there's people who go and they probably should not have gone right into college, but they were pressured by their family, and then they basically have a $35,000 summer camp for a couple of years. And then they're like, this isn't for me. And now they have debt. <laughs> but then there's also people who they go and they may have not even gone for the right reason. But I think that there can, you can find yourself a little bit and get through it. And it still enriched your life. Like uh, Brent, my buddy Brent, he doesn't, he was a sports management degree. He doesn't do sports management. He works for a nonprofit. He works with my brother mm-hmm. running a group home. Yeah. But his college experience definitely played into, he's a fundraiser. He's a guy who works in the community to get people interested. So there's things that his degree necessarily didn't play into, but his college experience definitely enriched his well, life. One of my favorite things that you say, Johnny, that I actually use a lot with different people, and I don't give you credit. I just claim as my own. Oh, wow. That's um, probably not going to be my quote now. I give you a quote, yeah. <laughs> but you always say – you might have got to smile, but he, you always say everything you do affects everything you do. Right. Well, that's Marty and my buddy Marty used to say oh, that. But, it it's, another, it's another comedian, but yeah. But I mean – but that, but that's yeah. so – so true that there's just a lot of things in your life, yeah. you know, that you're le- you're always learning. And here's the deal: you, if you're not aware, you're always learning. That's really when it's dangerous. If you're not really setting out to pay attention to what life is right. teaching you right now, yeah. Um, so, or like bottom line thinking. Like I grew up with the dad who was all very bottom line thinker, meaning, what am I getting out of this? Right. Right. What is Versus is it? What does it pay? Sometimes, especially you start in the arts, you start doing music or comedy or whatever, like. You can't think that way. You have to go, this will make me better at what I do. Even if I made one fan tonight, yeah. it's going to be worth this experience. 
And you can't always do that because you get into a place where you have living expenses, you have a family or whatever. But in the beginning, like that's the very freeing thing about doing the arts is you can go, we're out there and we're going to earn this. We're going to make this group like us. Yeah. And we they don't even know who we are. When somebody comes to me after show, which it happens all the time, because I mean I'm not a name, I'm not anybody, but they always go, I don't I'm sorry, I don't I don't mean to offend you, but I didn't know who you were till tonight. They're trying to say something tonight, they're getting ready to say, but man, you were whatever. I can't believe I've never heard of you. And I don't know what to say to that. They always go, like, I never heard of you, and I go and I always go, Well, I never heard of you either, sir. That's what I always say. <laughs> <laughs> said, so we're in the same boat. <laughs> but like they're trying to be nice, but it's there's that's a cool experience is when somebody goes I had no idea who you were, and now I'm going to go look up all your videos. Yeah. Like, what a cool thing. Totally. And if you just only take shows based on dollar signs, you never experience those things because sometimes it's those little things that you took you didn't mean to. And I think college is that way for some people. It just was not my thing. I was real socially awkward in high school too, though. And uh, and so some of that stuff's being dredged up now. We've been talking about This Is Us off the air. We've been talking about This oh, Is Us and how yeah. it like – Oh yeah, you're seeing some of the school interactions. Yeah, like the just the school interactions and the awkwardness and like mm. I mean, obviously that show is it's so, so unbelievably good, written. Dude. So unbelievably wow. written. Probably the best written show in TV history. It really is. As far as the way that the layer the characters are you they peel back layers of the onion every week on yeah. these And if you guys haven't caught up if you're listening to podcasts, we, we might end up inadvertently doing some spoilers. We probably so. should try. No, not no, no, to. no. We try no spoilers. To. I didn't see the last one. I haven't seen the last I've one, but you saw the one after the Super Bowl. Yes. Okay. Did you? So Jack's Johnny, did you see the Jack's dead? Shut your mouth. <laughs> we what? already knew he's dead for you two will. seasons. You know what I do like about This Is Us is that once they kill off a character, he's not gone. Or yes. she's not gone. Right. They, yeah. That's what's beautiful about I it. I like that about the show a yeah. lot. Like they literally – you know how ingenious that is because often it is it is in every story the key yeah. to the story is whether or not the hero is going to survive and right. it, or if he's going to give his life for something. Yeah. So when, yeah. that's why you always save that for the ending. You know, And that's the big crescendo. Right, he, yeah. Either the hero <laughs> survives, you know, the death-defying or – but when you can kill the hero – and yet keep him in the story, you, well, you can make the best yeah. moments of the story happen the whole time. That's why it rings true, because it's just like real life. And, and I think nobody ever figured it out before then. But my dad died uh, when I was uh, 18. My mom died when I was 28, 29. There's still pieces of my life. Yeah. There's things about them, my dad in particular, that when I think about uh, Jack's dad in the show, who's a big drunk and abusive and said you'll never amount to anything etc and then you see a He's scene of, jack's dad right yeah so you see a scene of that and then you see him trying his hardest to be a better version of that and so you just go yeah that that that's real life and mm-hmm. and and that whole thing of like if you don't experience loss if you don't experience this trauma that they went through so it is a piece of their puzzle, whereas every show, like you said before, it's like the hero gives himself in some death, and then he, they move on, and it's just like, now what do we write about? Well, right. they figured out a way to make it like a sliding door where you can come, and this character can come in and out yeah. of the story, just like it does in real life. Like the climax of the show isn't that so-and-so died. It's like how they yeah. lived, and that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Like the show is good on that alone. Well, and even mistakes they made and how it screwed up the kids in a little way, they didn't realize the little quirk they have is because yeah. they were trying to impress their dad or trying to be better or what I just, there's something about it. It's not just a show that makes you cry. Cause people don't, I have people that I've told to watch it and they go, I don't want to just watch, I watch TV to escape. Don't put me on some show, but it's not just that. There's like a beauty to it, man. There's something about it. 
There is. It's when we'll, we'll open up the DVR and we'll have a This Is Us, and I have to decide. I look at Laura. I go. I'm not. I'm not up for I'm it not, tonight. I'm not, I'm not, not ready. I'm not. I can't do. I can't just jump into This Is Us. Right. You know. Um, right. And I do think. I think that there's something. You know what I really like about it. Americans don't know how to mourn. Yeah. It's, it's a real problem for American society. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there's a real, even biblical. I, I was reading a book and it was talking about um, the Hebrew laments. Yeah. Like, you know, half the Psalms are, when David's talking to God, are, how long are you going to abandon me? Yeah. You know, how long do I have to beg? How long are you not going to do what's right and just for me? They're very almost disrespectful. And the author said he went and he he kind of just used the message version at a conference mm-hmm. and said, what do you guys think about these prayers, these these kind of edgy prayers I came across? And everybody was like, oh, that's disrespectful. That's this and that. He goes, guys, that's David. Right. And because somewhere in the Hebrew culture, there was this idea of how to mourn, but then we're really influenced by the Greeks, and the Greeks tend to more towards a, a Stoicism-type mindset, right. which is accept that the world sucks, and that is maturity. Yeah. When the Hebrews would go, no, we don't accept that. We are expecting our God to intervene, and yeah. we're going to go to him and uh-huh. be really you know, forthright. So we don't know how to mourn because of that. We don't know how to—when when someone's lost someone— Yeah. You know, and my wife and I talk about this a lot. When someone dies in someone's life around in American culture, like you feel bad about it, but a lot of Americans look at their friends and almost like, oh, you're still you're still hung up on that. Right. Like when when are you just gonna get better? Yeah. And we don't know how to like grieve long term. And what I like about that is twenty years after Jack died, yeah, that dude, his son is finally for the first time sitting under a tree. He's an alcoholic, he's facing all these issues because his dad died. Like, it doesn't go away. It yeah. doesn't mean everybody has to live in that, such a raw state forever. Yeah. But that there's just something honest about going, hey, listen, loss in your life shapes you. Yeah. It, it, it's not something that you're supposed to just get over. And even though she married, again, you know, that's not resolved. Still, still bitter about it, though. I hate that she got married to that dude. Oh, I think he's great. Oh, I, I think him. he's great. I, I feel, bad, feel bad for him. He, he, that's a whole nother layer. Like, it's okay that he married her. And I loved it when uh, Kevin just came out and asked, were you in love with my mom while they were still married? And you saw inside him like, gosh, you don't understand what you're talking about. It's like, yeah. it's almost like, and I'm waiting for this. When he comes out the door, when she comes up the front porch yeah. to tell him, and she just says, no, you can't do that right now. I have to be strong for these kids. Right. You know, but you saw that dude just break. It was his best friend. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you saw this almost like if the kids were about to, to lose their innocence, there is an adulthood innocence, I think. Oh, 100%. I've been, a, I'm an adult for a long 100%. time, but you, when I lost my dad this year, yeah. you know, or, and I watched him, it was a, my dad didn't die well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's hard for me. But it was it was a long dad. Dad had years yeah. of fighting, and he's he's just a very strong take yeah. things over win kind of guy and, and work for his family. And watching that difficulty, and I know Johnny, I was there a lot with your mom, went yeah. through a lot of things, and and there's an innocence lost. Yeah, and and you're watching that in these adult characters to go. You know, they're about to now face the rest of their which their life has a long ways to go. I mean, yeah. it's not like it's over. And and it wasn't just an innocent loss for the kids, but an innocence lost for the adults into some new level. I just think it's. I just well, think I think you're good. right about the way that like we 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 want to move on so fast. Things come at us so fast. Twenty four hour news cycle, et cetera. Uh, we're all ADD as a culture now. 
And for whatever reason, I think it does. It it makes us just go, oh, is that still? Ha-? I remember when I remember when like uh, <laughs> yeah, like the Gulf War is a great example. Like we'd still be in the war, and soldiers are dying. And then people would have this like indifference, like, is that still on? Like they haven't canceled that show yet. Almost like that attitude. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, yeah. They drove planes into our buildings. You know, they flew planes in our buildings. Like, yeah, we're at war. It's the war on terror. Like we're in danger. But like we live in this weird thing where we can't. But you're to the point about grieving. Like there's scripture that talks about that. And I think sometimes we try to override it. And I grew up in word of faith culture and prosperity gospel, not meaning to, my mom didn't, she meant well, she just really believed it, that we, God wants to bless us above all, and that that blessing entails us being protected from bad things all the time. Right. And it's not realistic. And when you look at it with real lenses, you go, this can't be real, but you you, you kind of, you have to ignore things. And one of those things is death. You have to go, uh, but then the Bible says, grieve with those who grieve, Right. you know? Rejoice with those who rejoice. And sometimes pastors get that very simple thing wrong. They don't know how to just go, this sucks. Yeah, don't fix it. Yeah. No, I've been so guilty of that. Like, it, it not not just sitting and being with people. I haven't – there are certain things I remember in youth ministry that my dad always told me. He said when he was a teacher and he was in youth ministry and he always told me growing up, he said, whatever you do, don't ever tell a parent how you would do it differently. Yeah. You're going to have your own kids someday, whatever you do. And I remember early on, though, mm-hmm. I would give wisdom. I would I, I, That always stuck with me. Don't be a fool here and tell them like that you know. Right. You know, and I'm glad I didn't say that because as a parent, absolutely, I don't know. You mm-hmm. know, and, and there's so not that that, I mean, it just, it, it was, it was less of a shock that I don't know if yeah. I had lived my life telling everybody like that, I should do it. But I really believe, and I, I spoke in Cookville uh, two Sundays ago. And the topic they asked me, and they're in a series called The the Gods You Thought You Knew. Yeah. And they asked me to talk about there all these different versions of God, you know, the the ideas like, you know, the the just be a little better, you know, God. God just wants you to be a little bit better. If you just would get your hang ups out of the way, then yeah. he could finally you know this one was and they really want me to talk about that word of faith movement and it was the just have a little more faith God. Yeah. And a few things as I was preparing for that that really just that just struck me differently than usual the way that jesus dealt with disappointment because we were talking about john 14 and and in our in our men's little email group that johnny you and i are in yeah you know uh one of our friends who i know had lost a father-in-law to leukemia and the father-in-law guys i mean i knew him and just an unbelievable guy and and the, the guy didn't our friend didn't specifically point that out but i just know that family has faced you know loss yeah. And everybody prayed. We all prayed that he would survive, and then he died. And we were reading John 14 where it says, ask anything in my name, yeah, and I'll do it. And Jesus doesn't just say it once. Like, you can't just dismiss it. It's like four times, uh-huh. ask anything in my name. And finally, the honesty in that email thread that I think this was the beauty of it, he said, guys, this just doesn't feel right. Like, I think people struggle with this because people are asking for things, and it hasn't happened. Yeah. What are you gonna? And so the old school way of don't say that, like, right. word are of you faith, saying God's wrong and He lied, right? Don't acknowledge, yeah. don't acknowledge that there's a dissonance between the two things. Yeah. You yeah. might have already acknowledged, but you know, you talked about this last episode, right? Did I? Yeah, like verbatim. Guys, <laughs> I don't know. I talk a lot. It's John, hard to keep up with it. Look. I'm it impressed right. that you remembered it. I just, I just listened to it like yesterday. Wow. Oh, yeah. that's why you listened to it yesterday. Yeah. 
Sorry, I didn't what, mean, I, like, what was I going to say? Off, did I did I did I go all the way to talk about Jesus never performed a miracle on his disciples? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. You didn't listen. I did. I swear I listened. What I was going to say is listen. Johnny, but like kind of like the same identical setup and oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I'm thinking about right now. I don't. We're going to edit this all out. Yeah, I mean, it's no. real, and maybe it still works. I don't know. I, I like know. it. Keep it. Well, yeah. anywho, I was going to say is I just they came to me like Jesus himself asked. Yeah. Hey, did I say that in the garden? Jesus Maybe. himself asked, hey, don't let this happen to me. And God yeah. said, no. Yeah, but, you, you know, did. You did say this. Okay. Dang it. Talked about him well, sending angels to give him. Well, goodness. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, what's it like to suck at podcasting? Oh, guys? my gosh. <laughs> well, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't done a podcast in a few weeks. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just so, kidding. I'm no. kidding. You don't suck. Well, I will say this. I idea, though, of – I went to my morning, though. But to, to say this – it's just okay that that life sucks sometimes, and, and yes. but, but you shouldn't accept it. You should take it somewhere. It's not just a accepting yeah. it. It's okay to be. It's okay to question God about it. The moment we stop questioning God about it, we're acting like that He's indifferent, mm-hmm. or we're acting like that what He really wants for us is just to look. God, God's not okay with the way the world is. That's why He sent Christ. God's not okay with the world is. That's why he's going to, with the way the world is, that's why he's going to change it. And he's in that process. And he's, I don't think he's okay with the idea that we're all just okay with yeah. the, you know, well, I read some quote, you know, that if you're not, if you, if you, real love produces some sort of anger in your life, if you really love somebody, then you're going to be passionate about something. Right. You're going to go to Lee so that she can't be snatched up by some dude. <laughs> exactly. You got to go protect her. God. That's right. Or protect you know, the relationship. Anyway. No, I it, think there's something to that. And and I do think that sometimes I have to say, okay, well, am I going through this thing? Or I can look back on things in my life. Did I go through that for nothing? Or did when I look back and I'm honest, did it produce something that would not have been produced without that pain? Sometimes you just go, it's hard for me to find the good in this, God. I need wisdom on it. But there's a lot. Even my mom dying. When my mom died, I thought, there's no, how, what good can come from this? But I just think about, she had such a journey. And like, I, I, not that she had done everything that she was supposed to do, but obviously I can't decide that. She was 62. So it felt way young. I mean, if we go by, yes, she was young. But my goodness, for my own life, I just think about, Moving away like I did, you know, three years later here, start a whole new life in Nashville area. Like, I just don't, there's no way it would ever happen. I never would have been, you know, I never would have tried uh, comedy. I, there was, I would have just stayed in that yeah. same place because I was working at the group home where that she ran, the ministry she ran. And I think that, not that it's like, not to like make it all about me, but I'm saying for my own journey, a safety net was taken out from under me in a lot of ways. It's like you said that innocence is stripped away, and you yeah. go, "It's time to be a grown up." And what does that mean? I got to get serious about my life choices. Would I have chosen this path for me? Do I want to do this for the rest of my life? And I had to honestly answer no. Once you know that's the answer, then you got to be like, "Well, what do I want to do? I better get started. Yeah. I'll be thirty this year. I better get started on what I'm going to do with my life." And I'd never felt that before, but that angst started hitting me hard then, and all of that it produced something in me that would probably not have been produced had my mom just lived to be 80. And that's not to say she died for that, but I'm saying no, there was good that came from it for sure that I can see now. Well, you know, and again, I think of the, uh, an eternal perspective because death is the worst thing that, that can happen to us in this life. Yeah. And um, if you haven't read Heaven by Randy Alcorn, like 
you might get the audio book or whatever. It's a very big book, but I just think that our our viewpoint is so is so skewed. Because to me, you know, that whole idea was she accomplished everything she was supposed to accomplish. Like, I don't think that it's just relegated to here. Right. I think my dad is accomplishing things that God has for him forever, and and myself included. And that takes some of that sting of. I mean, is Jesus still accomplishing things after he left this earth? Absolutely he is. I mean, he's preparing a place. He's, you know, and there's, 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 it's like this yeah. idea that our lives somehow are this ethereal right. floating, you know, non-existence of just observing the universe from the clouds is yeah. kind of, you know, and it's like, well, you know, when I, when I really believe there's purpose outside yeah. of there just, there used to be you know, a, uh, I think it's Brian Bates. He has a bit about that, about how like, uh, we always think of it's like, well, he's looking, he's looking down on you. He's your grandpa. He's looking down on. He's like, maybe he's doing something awesome. Maybe he's like, I would hate to think that that's all that there is in heaven is to sit in the stands. Like you're saying, it's like, well, I was going to play golf with Abraham Lincoln, (laughs) you know, and Winston Churchill, but I had to make time to go see you get your GED. So good for you, buddy. It's like such a funny thought, though. But like you could do anything you want, you know. You're like, I could go fishing with Moses, or I got to go see your ballet recital <laughs> from a cloud. Well, that's great. That's great, and that, it really should feel that way. And and I think I think we do kids especially this service. Kids kids don't want to go to heaven. We talk about that. Kids don't want to go to heaven. Yeah, the kind of heaven we talk about. I mean, they don't. You start talking about they get scared, they get upset. I hope yeah. Jesus doesn't come back anytime soon. Right. Can I wait till my life is is you know almost over? And then, are there video games? Right. I was, talk, I was talking to Weston the other day. Weston TMs for the band, and he was like, "Dude, do you remember like being a kid and you know you hear about heaven and like you're you know it's this big extravagant thing, it's gold, everything and." The only thing we're supposed to do is just worship forever. It's not true. He told his he said he told his mom one day, like, I think heaven sounds really great and I love worship music, but I don't want to do it forever. Like it <laughs> sounds really boring. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I think it's such a it's such well, a Well even worship bands are like, Do I get to play bass at least? And it's like <laughs> I'll do, do to, it if I can play right, bass. Do I have to listen Will to there be else fog play? machines? <laughs> No, I love the idea that I'll be writing. I love the idea that, you know, there'll be relationships that you know each other. You know, there's such a hope that you're like that early church understood. There's a hope to this and there's a purpose to this. Um, and it does. That's what Paul said. It gives it gives purpose even to your mourning. If you mourn or grieve as those who have no hope, well, what is the hope? And then they that's what the scripture calls the blessed hope is that I have a life that's that's longer that continues. Yeah. In fact, I, I heard, I don't know if it was C.S. Lewis or someone. I just think it's, I think it's important to think about that life as being more real than this one, not less. Yeah. The moment that that one seems like some fairy tale, you know, other universe where the real rules, but no, there's grass there and trees and food and games and purpose, and job, and work, and a house. Like, it's the reason... You, you're talking about heaven? Yes. That's has, all going to be there? Yes. You know that? Scripturally, yeah. If, I mean, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I buy that. That sounds really crazy to me. That's how heaven's supposed to sound. It's supposed to... Like, you're going to be sitting in a room. He said, I'm going to prepare you a, a house. 
in my father's house or many houses or mansion, this place he's making. Like the sure. reason, like heaven should feel familiar. If heaven feels unfamiliar. Why we, though? Because that's the way God's making it. If heaven doesn't feel familiar, then no one or nobody wants to go. Like I used to make heaven all um, when I would preach because you almost want to make it sensational and it actually is not the, it is sensational. It's, it's amazing. But if it's all like, guys, there's good, how many pastors you've heard say stuff like, it's going to be just colors, guys, that we've never even seen before. And you're like, well, that sounds like that new movie, that new Disney movie, Wrinkle in Time or something. Yeah, like, yeah. That's a cool place to go sit for two hours and watch. But I don't want to live in a Wrinkle in Time. I only want to go just sounds Oprah, weird. if Oprah's there. That's the only way. I've just heard so many different opinions on what heaven's supposed to be, like biblical opinions. That at this point, I'm just like, you know what? I don't think anybody knows. I don't – for sure I don't know. I, I know I want to go there. Rather than hell. That sounds good. I don't think you've heard biblical opinions. I think that's the problem. And I've been a part of that problem. I don't. John, you're part of the problem. I you think, are the problem. I think, I think that's, <laughs> that's what really... I like about that. That book is so thick for that very reason. It is, it is a biblical journey. He's I'm just re- thinking like, dude. And by the way, Christians only in the ninth, only in the 20th and 21st centuries, we're the first Christians to think about heaven like we do. Well, I think None of the we really want to think that we know. You really want to think that you know what it's going to be like. But bottom line is you haven't been there. I haven't been there. Nobody's been there. I just really think there's no way to know. Even if it is in the text, like, he's building a house, sure. But, like, everything else is, just, like, streets of gold, like, maybe. I don't know. It just sounds very bizarre to me, and I'm not going to believe any of it until until I – or, like, I'm not going to think that I know what it's going to look like. Well, until I'm not I saying I'm going to know everything that it looks like. I'm saying this. The impressions of heaven we have that are generally only streets of gold – and most impressions of heaven we have are not even – they're not only not biblical. Where do they even come from? Well, like a lot of little, them come from little like baby lo- angels yeah, floating like around lo- half like naked. Looney, Toon, you know? Looney Tunes yeah. cartoons. You fall off the cliff and then there's a puff of dust and then you fly up to heaven yeah. and then you're yeah. sitting on a cloud. You're playing a harp. <laughs> right. Well, you what, become an angel when you die. Yeah, you right. become an angel. What yeah. Weston thought about heaven is I think that it's been so far in popular culture even as a, even as a jest that we've somehow internalized part of it. Like yeah. – if it freaks us out that we're going to have grass and trees and water, and because it talks about all those things a in feast. the Bible, it talks about a feast and like yeah. yeah, food that we enjoy. You mean we need to eat? Yes, yes. You know, I mean, there, I think there obviously I the body so. doesn't Gosh, decay I, and all those things. But by the I way, hope there's eating. You think there's carbs in heaven? You, you want the main point of the decay? Why would you need to eat? Uh, I think because, because eating was awesome. Yeah. Because it's amazing. Adam and Eve's body didn't decay. They're, they ate it as well. I think it's carbs, bro. There's so many carbs. Heaven is carbs. I can't wait. <laughs> but I mean, the, I, imagine if you could eat what you wanted and you didn't get sick because there's no sin, your body doesn't decay. You know, but you, you know, I just feel like we're all we're doing is going out on a giant limb. I here. don't. We need to read the book. That's all anybody's doing. I've read the book. I know what it says. I just feel like we're not going to know until we get there. That's all I'm saying. Tell you what. Nobody's going to know for sure anything. And anybody who claims that they do. I don't I'm believe cl- them. All I'm claiming, everything I'm saying to you is only things that are found in Scripture already. Yep. Yeah. I'm sure Nostradamus would have claimed the exact same thing. But he wouldn't back it up with Scripture. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. What? You either believe Scripture or you don't. Yeah, so this is about, yeah. yeah. I believe Scripture. I, I don't know I how I feel about inerrancy. Th- I'll say that. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know that I buy everything. I don't think we got time in this podcast. No, I don't think we do right. either. <laughs> but the 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 thing I'm saying is not that Scripture gives us a complete view of heaven. I'm not saying that. I'm saying scripture debunks most of the viewpoints we have of heaven right now. Right. Sure. So I'm going to, 
instead of believing what most people believe about heaven now, I'm going to at least take the parts that I think Scripture does give me to say, hey, guys, if you think you're floating around singing worship songs all day long, no wonder you don't want to go. I'm going to, I'm going to defer to Scripture over the modern thing. But to say to your point that there's a lot of things about it we don't know, absolutely. But there's also a lot of things about it, if we believe Scripture, that we do know that we don't acknowledge. Right. That, that's the point. Yeah. There's just things we don't acknowledge. So if I'm going to believe Scripture, I'm going to take that. Yeah. It's a fascinating. Let's pick up oh my gosh. that on the next podcast. Talk we've, about we've that. We've talked about that. The podcast. This has been Talk About That podcast. And, uh, you know, <laughs> heaven might be cool. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> was that really our out? No. no okay. I was uh, just joking. It's kind of Hey, hey, we are at a time, right? Yeah, yeah we're, we're getting close. Guys, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Yeah. Tell a friend or eight. Tell eight friends. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't have eight friends, I'm sorry. Yeah. But you'll never have eight with that attitude. Get on it. <laughs> you know a good way to make friends? <laughs> Who is talk about that not sponsored by this week? Well, we'll have to see you in the description. Do you have? Do you write, like when you're writing it, do you think of it on the I spot? I have to think of it there, yeah. You're so, you're so you already good. had to eat my dust for Cheetos, surely. Yeah, eat my dust. Yeah, you did the Cheetos one. You didn't make that one up on the spot. No, no, no. I didn't. I made it up on the spot. Really? Yeah. You had never done eat my dust before. So talented. I'm not. Ta- that's a dumb joke. Maybe you should, maybe you should write a book, Johnny. <gasps> yes, you could be. So I do need successful. to write a book. No, people that write books, you'd be surprised. What? A- <laughs> I don't think I would. Be. I don't think I'd be surprised at all. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh! That's great, John. I love you. Speaking of though, I am forty thousand words. No, forty three thousand words out of fifty. That's so many words. That's a lot of words. You've got a lot of words. That's why I couldn't remember what I talked about. Last I don't know if podcast. you've heard yourself speak or write, but you've got a lot of words in you. Dang, dang, dang bro. I, I think your yeah. words are great. Bro. Well, thank you, Johnny. At least I have one real friend. Guys, don't take me seriously. Uh, that's so mean. <laughs> I do. You, I'm Dane. Have you met me? Like my humor is to poke. I know. It's and. Fun. Un, you know, words pick at the scab. Words, words hurt, bro. I don't. Mm, I love you <laughs> guys. Actually, I hope I don't. Hope you don't think that I hate you. No, Dan, we love. Oh, you. We're just teasing. We love each other. Okay, all of us love each other equally. Mm, beautiful. Right. I don't us. know equally. Well, no. Well, <laughs> 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 it was a great time. It was great, great hanging out again. We're gonna have some. Uh, we are working on a guest list. We keep saying that, but we actually are. Yeah. This is so the big, new year, bro. Big guests coming up. We're not going to tease any names, but big names. I want to put it this way. The, one of the guys is coming on soon. Uh-huh. He runs the nation. I'm going to say this. The big he, Donald. He's no. going to have some of his own personal stories about the most recent Super Bowl we're going to talk about next week. He was there. Yeah, Justin, but I don't tell you, I'm not going to tell Justin you. Justin I'm not going to tell you what role Foles. he was there. Nick but Foles. I'll just put it this way. He has first-hand knowledge of the Super Bowl that we don't have. Bill Belichick. Guys. Tom Brady. We'll see you next week when we talk about that. The podcast. (laughs) Hello, this is Dr. Doug Grothuis, host of Truth Tribe, where we seek the truth through reason and evidence about what matters most. And we are not tribal since truth is for everyone. Please join me at the Truth Tribe as I discuss the reasons for Christian faith, the Christian worldview, and moral issues such as abortion and gender ideology. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search Truth Tribe on your favorite podcast app.